0: Open up your Bibles, go to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, we're going to honor God with our, with our offerings and our tithes, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning in verse 6, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Tell your neighbor, God loves a cheerful giver. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you, you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scripture says, they freely share, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gift to those who need them, they will thank God, so two good things will result from the ministry of giving. Everybody say, the ministry of giving. The, of giving. the needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. There are two ministries that every one of us are called to. Number one, we're all called to the ministry of evangelism. We're all called to tell people that Jesus is alive, and he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? Amen. And we're all called to the ministry of giving. Everybody say ministry of giving. Listen, if you cannot do the one, you will not do the other. And if you cannot do the other, you definitely will not do the one. God considers your giving holy. He considers your offerings holy. They are holy. It is, is righteous. In the eyes of God, your offerings are holy. The Word of God says that when we give, here mortal man receives tithes and offerings. That someone like a pastor like me or a minister, we receive the tithes and offerings. But it says when you give, there in heaven. As soon as you give, there in heaven. The one who has a testimony that he ever liveth receives it. Your offerings go right to the hands of Jesus. And the Bible says that he's the high priest of our confession. He takes our offerings and presents them before God and says, Look what Sierra gave to you today, Lord, uh, Father God. Amen. You got to give him something to work with, people of God. And when we give our offerings in the ministry of giving, we are being a blessing to somebody. The one area that God will always direct you is in your giving. I always love to to remind you that the greatest blessing is not material wealth. The greatest blessing is when God speaks, you hear. Amen? And the offerings are holy. You have to obey God. You have to hear from God and obey from God. The word of God is very clear. Tithe belongs to the Lord. You You do not need a revelation whether you should give tithe. There is already a revelation that's written down that a tithe belongs to God. Understand this, God was not the one that put a law that said the tithe belong that, that you must tithe. It was, it was Jacob who recognized that he was in covenant with God, where God said, I will bless you and make you a blessing. And Jacob said, if you will do everything you said you will do, I will honor you with a tithe. When we step into the covenant of God through our salvation through Jesus Christ, we are now part of the, fa- the family of Abraham, who was the grandfather of Jacob. The blessing that was on Abraham that God said, I will bless you and make you a blessing and I will multiply you, that now becomes your blessing. And so your tithe is a recognition that you are part of the covenant that you're under the covenant, that you have a relationship with God. That's why when anything comes your way, you could stand up and say, no, this will not destroy me because I am a tither. I am in covenant with my God, and my God says that no weapon formed against me will prosper. My God says that he is with me, he will protect me, and nothing shall touch me in Jesus' name. All part recognition of the covenant. Now, if you don't have faith that you are in covenant, hold your tithe eat it like sunflower seeds enjoy it while you can because it's going to slip through your it's going to slip through your hands and it's going to be eaten away because the devourer will come understand this the devourer wants to devour it because he wants to bring he wants to bring oppression fear the bible says the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy and so the devourer will come to destroy the, your, 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 your prosperity because he's destroying every other area of your life. He's, he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. So if he could attack your finances and cause you to not live in covenant with God, he, he removes the protection and the blessing of the Lord off of your life. That's why God considers it holy, because you are recognizing I'm a man in covenant with Almighty God. I'm a woman in covenant with Almighty God. And so I come to God with my tithes and offering, knowing that he's the one that blessed me, not man. Not man. He's the one that blesses me. That's why when you serve God completely, whether you have, praise the Lord. If you don't have, praise the Lord. Pastor, but... But what if I don't have enough? He'll be more than enough for you. Praise the Lord. A lot of people freak out that they don't have enough. I don't have enough to pay for the electric bill. I don't have enough to pay to buy food for my children. I don't have enough to buy the, doctor, the bo- pay the doctor. I don't have enough to do all that stuff. Well, praise the Lord. The Word of God says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all those things will be added to your life. Take your eyes off of the the, the lack and put your eyes upon the Lord because he's he's a God of more than enough, amen? And if you will just serve him and worship him in spite of where you are financially, if you have or not, if you learn just to live for God, listen, you will be at your very end. You might only have like, like $10 in your pocket, and God will tell you, give it. What? That's all I got. But God says give. Why does he say to give? Now think about how awesome that position you just put yourself in. Think about how amazing, how incredible the position that person is in. Because they say, well, I need this. I need that. I don't have enough. All I got, $10. But then God said, give it. Think about it. You just heard from God. You just, What? You just heard from God. God told you to give something. What? I mean, it's one thing having the bills. You're going to have the bills anyway. You're going to have the problem anyway. But when you got the word of the Lord in the midst of the problem, you should get excited. Hallelujah. Praise God. Why are you excited? I get to give $10. I get to well, why does that make you happy? Because I owe a lot of money. <laughs> and all I got is ten dollars. But I heard from God to give the ten dollars, and He knows my needs, and so apparently He got a miracle waiting for me. That this ten dollars is the is the key that's gonna unlock this miracle in my life. And so praise the Lord. I heard from God. That's why you should be a cheerful giver. You should be dancing to the altar to give to God. I just heard from God. Amen. Amen. That's the way it works. Hallelujah. It works that way. And, you know, I love it because God takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And people who had never prospered, who had never been blessed, who, who never have, was able to go to another level in their prosperity, God just begins to change them as they are faithful. Next thing you know, doors of opportunity opens up. Next, next thing you know, their mind is opened up to do things they've never been able to do before. And, 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 and increase comes from the north, south, east, and west, all because of the blessing of the Lord. And it's funny, too, because God doesn't play games. Tell you, neighbor, God doesn't play games. As soon as you think you got it, God challenges you again. As soon as you say, okay, Lord, here I am. Use me. I'll give it all to you, God. Yes, Lord, here, my business belongs to you. My life belongs to you. I want to live for you, ministry of giving, here I come. Praise God. You get there, you get so excited, and then the next day, you're fired. (gasps) But I'm ready to give everything to you. How can I honor you, God? I don't even have a job. to be blessed now i'm fired (laughs) have you have you even thought have you even put this thought in your mind let me give you a thought that the job you were working at is cannot produce the blessing that god wants to put upon your life Can't you even think for one moment that the same God who has been cultivating and working on this relationship for you to finally trust him, and now he's trying to put you into a position so he could bless you? I could tell you story after story after story of people who who are fired from the job, people who have businesses, and then all their contracts break as soon as they made a commitment to God to serve the Lord minister giving minister giving. i believe pastor kevin minister giving minister Giving door shut what's happened here what happened here and you know god is very funny too because he doesn't you you go to god you can say god i don't know what i did but god i give it all to you and then the door shut okay lord i get it all right okay i'm gonna trust you god i'm gonna trust you god i get it god i'm gonna trust you god lord direct my step Tell me what you want me to do. And then God says, stay home. What? <laughs> no, you, you want me to read. You want me to, you want me to call people. You want me to tell everybody. You want me to go out and knock on every? God says, stay home. But I'm in the ministry of giving. I need to make tacos on the side of the road or something. And God says, stay home. And in the midst of you staying home, the Lord brings blessings to your house. Supernatural things that no man can do. Opportunities show up. They chase you down. I was talking to to this one one uh friend of mine who's a who's a, who's a, a pastor he just started a, a, his church he he was he was serving in a ministry in a, in another church and and he was going through some difficult th- things and things changed and and now he had no money he had no support he had no finances and, and the and his his uh the guy that he was uh leasing a, an apartment from was was like chasing him down for the money and, and just making him feel real small. He said, he, he, told, he told him, listen, listen, I, you know I've never failed to pay you, but you know the situation I'm going through right now, and I just need you to be a little bit patient. And the guy was just on him. I, you need to give me, you need to give, you need. And, and inside of him he's saying, Lord, you told me to trust you, and now I have this man telling me that and putting pressure on me, because when you owe, there's pressure. And he's thinking all this in his, in his mind. And, and in the midst of the conversation, this man, the Lord told him, stop doing what you're doing, stay home. The doors had shut for him. He had stayed home in the midst of all that. And now he has no finances. He's just barely trying to, to do something to make some money. And and he had no finances. And this guy is putting pressure on him and is treating him really bad. And in the midst of the conversation, he gets a text message. Someone says, hey, uh, I just... God told me to, to bless your ministry. I just put some money in your account. And so he looked at the, the, the guy and he said, uh, he said, sir, wait right here. And he went to another room and they paid, the, they gave him an offering of double what he needed. He comes back and he says, I'm coming to your house. I'm going to pay you everything. So he paid two months in, in advance and he looked at the man and he said, you put a lot of pressure on me. You, you kept on chasing me down even when I was trying to be, you know, be comp- I was asking you to have a little bit of patience. I want to show you the miracle that my God did. Amen. The man just looked at him and he looked at my friend, looked at me and said, I want you to see this so that you know that God is real. And I'm going to tell you the second thing. Never talk to me that way. You're talking to a man of God who's following Jesus Christ. The man just began to repent right then and there. Now he's thinking, okay, what do I do, Lord? Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for that offering. But then another person came. He said, the Lord spoke to me. Go to the the car dealership. Pick out a car. I'm buying it for you. The Lord told me to buy you a car. God blessed them with a car better than my car. I'm telling you. Just one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. Why? Because this man chose just to follow God. If God would do it for one, God would do it for anyone. Amen. But the secret here is you got to be a cheerful giver. You got to be totally sold out to the things of God and treat your offering as holy. When God calls you to give something, don't put it on the back burner and say, well, I'll give it later on. I'll give it, I'll give it a week. Let me pay all the other bills and then I'll get to the back. Listen, the devourer will come and eat it away. Because he's gonna, he, you have no protection over it. You have no covering over it. Because the offering, the obedience of God produces a protection over everything. Listen, things won't break when you serve God, when you honor God. Your your car's not gonna break down. Your dishwasher's not gonna break down. Your your dryer, your washing machine will not break down. Even the vacuum cleaner will work. Amen. When that vacuum cleaner stops working and you're a tither, you say, No, no, no. I'm a tither. The Bible says that the, that the Lord rebukes the devourer for, my, for his name's sake. No, no, you can't touch it. Watch, watch how that, that dryer will start working and it, it gets scared because you talk to it. It, it. It'll start saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll work, I'll work, I'll work, I'll work. Amen. Amen. This is the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let me just say this over you, you. I wanna remind you, you will not worry about what you're gonna wear, what you're gonna eat, where you're gonna live. This is a year we're not going to worry about our provision. God is faithful. Amen. His word says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to your life. You shall not worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, what you're going to, where you're going to live. You shall not worry about those things. The only thing you should be worried about is, Lord, how can I serve you today? How can I honor you today? How can I give to you today? How can I live for you today? That's the only thing you should be worried about. Amen. Being obedient. Amen. Amen being obedient. As soon as you have your tithe, as soon as you have your offering, it's holy. I can't, this belongs to God. It doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong in my wallet. It doesn't belong in my my purse. No, it belongs to God. I need to bring it to God quickly. Amen? Amen. Treat it quickly. Treat it as holy and watch how God will make sure that you always have something to honor him with. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all believe this word today. Amen? Hallelujah.